0: Welcome to the Legends of Athletics Podcast. I would first like to take the time to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen to episode number one, the welcome episode. It was a very bright episode. It was an episode filled with many questions and many topics on what exactly Legends of Athletics is, what we're planning to do in the future, how we got to this point, and so on and so forth. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I would have... Appreciate greatly if you would go back right now and take the time to listen to that podcast. It's full of of information very broad information but it's full of information i would like for you to take the time to listen to that podcast let me know i could be doing better let me know what we could improve on in this podcast and let me know exactly your thoughts feelings and if you don't mind leave me a rating if you listen to a, a podcast on itunes be sure to follow that podcast and be sure to follow legends of athletics on every social media platform that you can we're on instagram we're on twitter <laughs> We are on Facebook, and we also have a uh, an email address uh, legendgend of athletics uh, nineteen at gmail.com. Also, if you're on Instagram, it's Legends of Athletics Nineteen. If you're on Facebook, it's Legends of Athletics uh, Fan Page, and also on Twitter, where uh, you can follow us at Legends of Athletics Nineteen. And if you would take time to do those things right now, guys, I will greatly appreciate it. So for today's episode, I want to talk about mobility in athletics, functional movements, uh, assessments, and making sure that we're staying on top of those things because those things are very important in the area of, of athletics and in the areas of. Also, health and wellness, because when we have great mobility and we're very functional in our movements, then we have a greater a let a greater chance of being of not being injured or becoming injured in the long run or in the future in our endeavors, whether we are heavy lifters or light lifters or calisthenics based trainers, or if we're in the area of sports, non sports athlete, non athlete. So have you. Functional movement and mobility are very key components and very big players and roles in what we're trying to do um, in our everyday lives, and especially in the world of fitness. And so with that, we'll just jump right into it and right into what we're uh, trying to focus on today. So first, I want to talk to you guys about the importance of mobility with athletes. And then we are also stepping into the importance of, a- of mobility with those who are uh, in the world of fitness and everyday fitness and those looking to train and take their bodies uh, to the next level. So first of all, to address mobility, we're talking about or what what we're discussing is or what I'm discussing, I'm sorry, um, in this podcast is that your ability to move in your complete range of motion, uh, move within your the correct plane and not compensate or uh recruit uh the uh, more uh, other muscles to do more in an action than they should be. One basic test of functionality and mobility uh is quite simple and it's one of the first things we learn right at the beginning of our lives uh at the beginning of, of our life here on this earth and it's just a squat. So, if you want to just see how mobile you are, Right now, you can do it. You can do it uh, during this podcast. You can do it after, or what have you. But just get into the squat position, and I would like for you to sit into that, sit in that squat position for as long as you can. Most people can't sit in a squat for more than thirty seconds comfortably more most people if you want to push yourself may be able to sit in it for about a minute but when i say a squat position i'm talking about a proper squatting position so squatting as a toddler would or an or um well an infant can't really move and walk but as a toddler would so squatting with good ankle flexion great knee um knee drive and knee uh, flexion, great uh, hips, so you're sitting back in your hips, nice and tall, a great core, you're not bent over, you're not lean, you don't have a, an arch in your lower back, and you're able to sit in that position for quite some time. So most people, uh, especially if you work it within a desk setting or anything like that, then you you probably nine times out of 10 have tight hips. So you probably can't quite get down into that position completely or if you're a person that walks all day or you know you're on concrete or hard surface then you probably have tight ankles as well so when you squat your heels may lift off the ground Um, for athletes the same Um, those who lift weights uh, quite a bit and don't don't necessarily uh delve into their functionality or their, um, mobility on a daily basis, uh, probably experience pro- maybe the same things, but for athletes, most of the time, what I see are tight, uh, <clears throat> tight hips as well, not being able to, uh, get into the full squat. So not a 90 degree squat, but past 90 degrees, um, but, or what they call, Blank to the grass, we'll just say butt to the grass for right now for the purposes of this podcast. A butt to the grass squat so your hips may be hinging and it may cause your core to collapse, uh, in, in an athlete, and you may have tight uh ankles. Those are the two common things you is it, commonly you don't see problems within the knee joints or the the knee uh action of the squat. Um, but the ankles and hips are two of the biggest components to, um, uh, to tightness, uh, within those, this element of a functional movement. And so with having a tight, tight hips and tight ankles, what do we see when it comes in athletics? What do we see when it comes to moving, um, in an, in a motion or moving in an area? And we're saying, um, let's do a sprint or let's do some type of explosive movement in the transverse plane or in our frontal plane or our sagittal plane, you know? So when we're we're talking about this, the, the question becomes, if I don't have my function, if I'm not functional and I'm not mobile, does that affect my athletic play? The short answer is yes. Because if you're not able to have good ankle flexion, then when you're sprinting, you're not properly plantar flexing and dorsiflexing within the sprint mechanics so if you if you have tight hips then it also means that your quads are probably overcompensating in your run which uh, they're compensating not only to fire out and fire off but they're also working in the action of pulling your your knee up so helping in that knee drive action And those are taking out your hips because your hips are so tight, they're not actually able to properly help within your sprinting. So therefore, you're kind of overcompensating and putting more stress on the hamstring as well. Because if your hips are tight, then nine times out of ten, your glutes are not firing. And if your glutes are not firing, then that puts a lot more stress on those hamstrings. So... In that, in that uh, aspect of it, then we see uh, strain, hamstrings, hamstring pulls, hamstring um, uh, injuries like that, uh, just to be on the light side of it. Or you may see quad injuries because you're getting too much uh, firing and too much action in that quadriceps muscle. And if the uh, ankles are tight, then we see uh, what torn Achilles or Achilles strains or um, just... Uh, tightness within the calcaneus or the calf muscle, and so therefore, we're, we're, we're overcompensating because other areas of overcompensating or taking the load of the movement, then we are not able to properly get into the motion and properly get into what it is that we're trying to do in the, in the acts, in the aspect, in the area of sports. So, uh, and even in the aspect of training and physical fitness, because, um, for an athlete. A lot of times, you'll see a lot of these uh, pulled hamstrings, torn hamstrings, not pulled hamstrings, but torn hamstrings, strained hamstrings, um, and quadriceps injuries because an athlete is a lot stronger nine times out of ten than uh, than an individual coming and just trying to do personal training. So therefore, because their muscle output is so great, they have a very high risk of tearing those muscles because they're not properly trained and. For the everyday individuals that's looking just for personal training, what you what you see is probably a strain because your muscles, nine times out of ten, are not putting out enough power to actually tear or rip the muscle or anything like that, or tear through the muscle belly, or rip that that uh, that ligament from the insertion point uh, or uh, that tendon from the insertion point. I'm sorry, not the ligament, but the tendon from the insertion point. So. <clears throat> because of that then that's that's where the dynamics shift and are different with uh just you know a, a regular adult coming in and training versus an athlete who's coming in and training and so what we want to do is every day we want to make sure that we are getting into uh proper mobility training so doing things like your unilateral movement so Uh, Your lunges and making sure that we're staying in line with our lunges and making sure that we're focusing on each muscle contracting, uh, flexing and extending through the action and moving in the proper direction with all those muscles firing. So we want to work on unilateral movements such as the lunge. And we also want to make sure that when we are uh, strengthening and and stretching our muscles, that we're also concentrating on moving that that one body part in the correct plane of motion we want to start with unilateral movements such as the lunge such as the um turkish get up uh and to just to name a few that are functional movements because those things (laughs) will help in the long run of becoming better and getting all those muscles firing without necessarily having to um getting those muscles firing without necessarily having to do compound movements. So such as, such as a squat or a deadlift or a bench press and things like that. So we want to focus on those unilateral movements. Uh, also the Bulgarian squat is a great thing. Um, just to, to add in another one. And so with great mobility, We can not only chisel out a great physique, but in the process, we will become better individuals and lessen our chance and degree of injury a whole lot if we're able to do those things. And so, like I said before, I want you guys to just really focus on stretching and doing those uh, corrective, those functional movements every day and doing those things. You don't have to spend 30 minutes a day. Doing them, but try to take at least five to ten minutes in your exercise to work on those movements because if we can lessen our chance and degree of injury, then we can lessen our chance, we can improve our chances on success in the end. Because that time that you don't have to take off because of an injury will be the time that you're actually helping yourself improve over the long run and the long haul of getting what you need to get done. So That's just a little bit on uh, touching about the mobility of in athletics and the functional uh, importance of both of these things of having mobility and functionality within athletics so we can lessen our chance of of injury. And um, some of the things that I would like to point out to you guys or give to you guys uh, to do every night, especially for my athletes and especially because when you're sprinting we also have a podcast and we also have some YouTube videos on sprint mechanics but when you're sprinting it's important to generate the power from your hips down through your your leg down through your thigh your quads and your hamstrings down through your calf to your foot so your foot and your or your foot and your ankle uh, those two put together your ankle basically and your hips work in sync Uh, with creating a faster athlete. So when you're sprinting, of course the shoulders play an important role too, but when we're sprinting, we want to focus on having that posterior chain engaged so that lower back, the glutes and the hamstrings, because that's where our speed is coming from. We want to make sure we have those those things intact, but we want to make sure even more importantly that we have that ankle at a great strength, that that shin is able to uh, take the force and the calf is able to take the force that we're going to put into the ground because the more force we can produce into the ground, the faster that we become. Speed is stride length times stride stride frequency so the the amount of ground we can cover the turnover in our legs uh equal our speed so we want to make sure that we have great when we're when we're sprinting our sprint mechanics are good so that when we're coming off the ground or driving our is dorsiflexed, ankles dors- dorsiflexed up. Of course, when we hit the ground, it's a great, great uh, force in the plantar flexion. And then we pick that knee back up, it's back dorsiflexed. Also, when we pick picking the knee up, we're using the hips. And when we put the knee down, we're driving through our glutes in order to fire us forward and keep us moving forward. So that's why what comes into, that's why it's important to have great mobility and great functionality when it comes to uh, not only our fitness, but also our ability to perform in athletics. I know a lot of times with sports, especially especially when you think about football, and you think about basketball, and you think about track, and other sports where there are a large, large group of people, baseball, softball, things like that, soccer, and those are a, a large group of kids, and you only have so many coaches to watch each and every kid, and to take the time to break down the form. We want to do our very best at Uh, Delivering that message and preaching that message of form because i'm telling you guys Great form is more important than great weight moved because, yeah, even though we can move a a huge amount of weight if the form is off, we're eventually setting the kids up for failure because that kid that may have the potential to help the team is sidelined due to injury, and the injury nine times out of ten is not going to come from the weight room, but it's going to come when the kid is doing uh, just a simple thing such as sprinting or a sprint and cut or anything like that. And so we want to make sure that we're actually giving these, these athletes We're giving these people that we're training the the tools to be the very best that they can be, to be and do the the very best they can do daily and not just wasting time, not just making them do uh, countless exercises and countless uh, mobility, uh, not mobility exercise, but countless exercises that put them in a position that is compromising to their health and their overall well-being. So... That's that's what I, I, I was trying to draw that point home about mo- the importance of mobility and functionality within sports, because if we don't have those two things, then we're very limited in what we can do. So, like I said before, try adding mobility exercises to your program daily for your lower body lunges is a great mobility exercise. Um, <clears throat> it would be great to start off just doing walking lunges with no weight at all going up from there and maybe doing just a bar or doing uh or using a yoga bar or a broomstick just to get your form down and make sure that you're still where you need to be. Remember when you're doing those lunges, keep the upper body erect and straight. Keep the core tight. Make sure you're stepping out with the legs, step straight. Um, for the most part, if you're uh, just looking to, to work on that mobility and <clears throat> and make sure that you're staying in line as you're doing those those lunges, we're working and standing at, in that plane of motion as we're doing those, because that's very important that we're doing each and every exercise right. So for the lower body, we want to make sure that we're doing the lunges uh, just to start with <clears throat> and for the upper half. Uh, just a Turkish get up is something great. That's a full body movement, but it also works on the shoulder stability, core stability, and it's a great unilateral and functional and um, functional movement and something that uh, help your mobility. Also, we want to make sure that we're stretching each and every night An eight to 10 count stretch, uh, ballistic stretch. Um, no, not a blister. A eight to ten count static stretch, I'm sorry, would be great to add. So basically the same thing you did when you were in grade school uh, or in PE or anything like that. Um, Just uh, put your feet together down one, two, three, all the way to eight to ten, as much as you can tolerate. Try not to overstretch. Don't stretch to the point that it's very painful, but where it's a comfortable well, it's an uncomfortable but comfortable position so <clears throat> an eight to ten count down both feet down open your legs lean to the right eight to ten count back to the middle lean to the left eight to ten count back to the middle and try to do each one of these twice and um <clears throat> you can also lay on your back put one knee up Cross your ankle over the uh, over the knee that's up. Pull the opposite knee in towards the midline of your body, so that would be the center of your body, and that would be a great stretch for the gluteus minimus and the gluteus maximus as well as as well as the hips. And um, you can do that for two counts. Also for the upper half, like I said back in grade school, we did these. Pull your arm across your shoulder across. It's great for the posterior shoulder. Uh shoulder. That lat, that latissimus dorsi is sitting on your back <clears throat> that you probably have never waken up. And um, just pull your shoulder across. And then, you know, of course, put your hands up, put your uh, hand behind your head. Use the opposite hand to pull your elbow. It's a great stretch for the triceps uh, and and as well as the shoulders. And, And those are a few stretches. And you can also stand at the door of your room or at the door of your home, whichever you feel comfortable with. Put your hand on the door. Leave your hand up. Your elbow should be bent at 90 degrees. Just rotate your, the, the, the core of your body, so the center of your body, away from your shoulder. It's a great stretch for the shoulder and the pectorious muscle, uh, which is your chest. And and those are a few great stretches. Also, for those who have tight necks or your neck, you have a, a lot of tension in your neck that may be causing you headaches or things like that, <clears throat> putting your head down and um Pulling your head down comfortably and tucking your chin for eight to 10 counts is a great thing. Then lifting your head up, stretching the front of the neck for eight to 10 counts to the right side, eight to 10 counts, left side, eight to 10 counts. And those are great stretches just to start with and uh, very basic and uh, things that you can add to your repertoire to do every day. Because like I said, guys, functionality and mobility being functional and mobile are two things that will keep you off the trainer's table, and a couple of things that will keep you from not reaching your goals, but due to because of injury and uh, things like that. We can't always prevent injury. We can't. That's just a natural part of things. But we can decrease the um, the likelihood of having a lot of um, a lot of injuries. And I know you guys heard me talk about in this podcast as we get ready to wrap it up. Uh, I know you guys heard me talk about working on focusing on the posterior muscles in weight training. Coaches, parents, athletes alike. Uh, for you guys who want to get faster, you guys that want to increase your forty time, you want to increase your sixty yard dash time, you you want to increase your hundred meter time, or you may want to increase your mile time, or you want to increase uh, anything that that includes running. Or sprinting or running a long distance it's the same thing. You need to focus on your posterior muscle that those that posterior chain. So strengthening your lower back to endure the the running force and be able to keep you strong throughout the run. Um, also your glutes because uh, nine times out of ten I'm pretty sure your glutes are are not firing properly and we're going to talk about that in uh, in our next very next ep- uh, episode and. Um, your hamstrings, hamstring performance. Uh, a lot of people have very uh, weak hamstrings in relation to their quads, and we're going to talk about that in, in a later episode uh, as well. But having a great uh, strength in your hamstrings, great strength in your glutes, great strength in your lower back will produce, uh, allow you be to produce more force, which will in turn allow you to be a lot faster and sustain speed for a lot longer uh, when you need it. So let's focus on functional movements, mobility, and strengthening that, that posterior chain. Remember, guys... This is the Legends of Athletics podcast. I am Justin Miller. I would like for you guys to leave me a rating and also leave a comment if you don't mind about what you think we could do better. Maybe some ideas for future episodes and follow us on IG, on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and shoot us an email if you would like. Uh everything's basically Legends of Athletics 19. And I thank you guys for taking the time to listen and not only taking the time to listen to this episode, but also taking the time to listen to previous episodes and just taking the time to follow us and see what we're doing each and every day. And just being with us, guys, guys. And um don't for, don't forget that in everything we do, keep God first, and everything else will fall into place for those of you who may be feeling like you can't get to where you need to get to I'm with you I've been there I've done it and if you need somebody to keep you motivated to help you don't be afraid to shoot me uh and DM me in the inbox or shoot me an email and if I can I'll try to get back to you I promise you I will and um just remember every day let's try to get one percent better each and every day and until the next time remember be legendary thanks for listening